Welcome to the Iron Sharpens Podcast, where grit meets passion. Hosted by me, Anthony Abbott, the founder of Iron Sharpens. This podcast is your guide to becoming the man you're destined to be. Together, we'll fearlessly tackle the challenges men face on their journey to be better husbands, fathers, leaders, and entrepreneurs. With biblical wisdom and real-life stories, we'll equip you to overcome obstacles and thrive in every aspect of life. Join us on this transformative quest. Rise up and embrace your identity as a man under Christ. Welcome to Iron Sharpen. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Iron Sharpens podcast. Happy Wednesday. Today, we are going to dig into the topic of pornography, the bad and the ugly, because there is no good that comes from it. So let's roll right into it. Um, Before anything, let's go ahead and get the definition out of the way. Um, Oxford defines pornography as anything printed or visual containing the explicit description or display of sexual organs or activity intended to stimulate erotic rather than aesthetic or emotional feelings. So what this boils down to is anything, whether it's picture, video, text, um, anything that is visual that could be sexually stimulating or sexually arousing, right? So, um, years ago before the internet, that might be a pornographic magazine. Um, now with internet and smartphones, it could, I mean, porn is everywhere, right? Um, I heard someone years ago say it's really porn that built the internet. I don't know, um, the truth about it, uh, you know, how true that is, but, uh, we're going to go over some statistics, uh, today that show that it, it's, it's very, very much possible that that has happened. Um, but when do we see porn first coming on the scene? Well, it's been around for a long time and I thought about it as, you know, it it would have been, you know, sometime in the 1900s, you know, the 20th century when we have, you know, magazines being mainstream and stuff like this, but it goes back even further. Um, and porn is actually traced back to AD 79, um, so if you if you remember the story of Pompeii, um, that Roman city that was destroyed by this humongous volcano, um, they actually found a two-story brothel in the ruins. And in each room of this brothel were, were paintings on the walls of various you know sexual acts and activities. So we have porn going back to biblical times. And that means that obviously the 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 people that are in the bible you know the characters in the new testament that we talk about um they had to have an idea that this was going on so we got to wonder does does the bible address pornography directly well we'll get into that the 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 easy answer is no not directly but there are still implications um to, uh, for, you know, Christians and for men and, and, um, for pornography, according to the Bible, according to the word of God. But before we dig into there, I, I want to share some really interesting and startling statistics about pornography that 
Some of you may know, some of you may not know. Um, and throughout my research, I found several different sources and not all the numbers are the same. However, a lot of them are fairly close and they all lean in the same direction. So here's a few key statistics about pornography um, that we should all be aware about and that are important for us to know. And I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, you might want to sit down. If you have a heart condition, you you, you might want to uh, take a breath. Make sure you take your medicine because some of this stuff is, is crazy, what I'm about to share. And I'll go ahead and say this. This is probably not the episode uh, that you should have your young children watching, although that is completely up to you. Um, it, it, it might not, you might not find it appropriate for them. Uh, you as parents, I don't blame you. Um, but here's some key to statistics. Uh, there are 46 million American adults watch porn on a regular basis online. 75% of Americans have watched porn at least once. It says one in four Americans have watched porn online in the past month. So that means when you go out to the grocery store and you're, you're standing in line, and if you have a line of eight people at the checkout, at least two people, according to this statistic, have watched porn online in the last month. Now it goes on and says 93% of boys are exposed to porn in some form before they turn 18. 69% of men report to watch porn for sexual excitement. That's over two thirds of the male population interviewed. That's a lot. It says 42% of women reported in this survey that they've watched porn without it being on purpose. So it was accidental. That's called involuntary exposure. So maybe it was propagated to them online. Maybe someone sent it to them in an email, but it was unwanted. Now it says one in three men and one in five women have watched porn due to peer pressure because friends wanted to watch it, or maybe a significant other wanted to watch it. But check this out. Almost 40% of men watched porn to learn about sex while 21% of women did the same. Now, this is something I feel that we can, we can improve on. As husbands, as fathers to our children, if we have 40% of men and 21% of women watching porn to learn about sex, you, you got to wonder, part of it might be a curiosity thing, but how good are we doing as parents of explaining sex to our children at the appropriate time, right? That needs to be a discussion because if, if people are turning towards, uh, you know, streaming services to watch porn, to learn about sex, there's a disconnect here. Us as parents, we should be able to do that for our children. Um, but moving on, 10% of Americans show signs of a porn addiction. Do you realize that you could be addicted to pornography? I mean, if you do anything and you form a habit enough, I mean, it's going to carve some kind of a, a psychological, neurological pathway in your brain. It's got to. I'm, I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor by any means. But I know if you do enough of one thing over and over and over again, it, it can be habit forming, right? We got to change that. 
Now check this out. 87% of men between 18 and 35, they watch porn on a weekly basis. That's a lot. So when you're out in public, there's a good chance that the people in the store next to you, they're watching porn on a regular basis. And I don't have to go into detail of what uh, people do when they're watching porn. Um, you, you get the gist. If you're listening to this podcast, there's a good chance you viewed porn in the past, right? But look, there's, there's some negative effects of porn, not only on your brain, but also on your body and on your relationships and society in general, not to mention the biblical implications in which we'll get into, right? So let's, let's look at this. If you think about it, it wouldn't take long to brainstorm a list of ways that porn can harm a relationship. Think about it. If you have a guy who watches porn on a regular basis, is he truly connected to his wife? There's studies out there that show that guys that are regularly, you know, viewing porn, they're twice as likely to experience divorce or a breakup. Guys, there's no substitution for a real connection, an intimate connection. See, the great thing is that sex is designed for us. If we're married, I mean, sex is designed for you and is designed to be enjoyable. That is biblical, right? Don't take my word for it. Go find it. It's in the Old Testament. But when we, when we view something outside of our marriage and outside of our relationships, where are we putting our focus on? Now, we already talked about it, but porn can be habit-forming. Just like, you know, alcohol or drugs, it can be habit-forming. And some people have a really hard time quitting. And we'll talk about a few ways to, to help people quit, but it is real. Some men feel that they can't stop. Some, some men use pornography and masturbation as a way to self-medicate, to distract themselves from whatever is going on in their life, from their circumstances, or to feel better about themselves. But... Porn also harms your sexual function, your bodily sexual function. And it, it, it leads to less satisfying sex at times. You know, people that view porn and use porn on a regular basis, almost you know, compulsively, most of them report some sort of a sexual dysfunction. Or they have problems with uh, sexual performance or arousal. Maybe they have problems with ED. And they report a discreet, uh, a decreased amount of satisfaction when having sex with their partner. See, that's what porn does is it paints this, this fantasy fake world of sex. It twists it. Porn can warp healthy sexual expectations into unhealthy sexual expectations. It's, it's incredibly unrealistic. But then again, while it's so unrealistic, 46, per, 46 million adults are still watching porn regularly online.
It's staged. It's fake. And you try to tell me that in all this porn online that everybody's having a good time. See, porn can also normalize sexual abuse. There's a study um, that analyzed the titles of different um, pornography films. And uh, it found that one, one in eight titles describes acts of sexual violence. And it also goes into detail and it shows that, you know, one in three or sometimes nine in 10 porn scenes contain, uh, contain some sort of a, a physical violence or act of aggression. That's not okay. That, that's not what sex was designed to be, right? But it can also fuel melt, mental health issues, right? So if you are dealing with depression, anxiety, and lowliness, uh, maybe some self-esteem or maybe just overall your mental health is kind of down to the dumps. A porn addiction is not going to help. Now, a lot of people will use pornography to cope with things like depression, anxiety, and loneliness, but it doesn't have, it doesn't happen. It doesn't help. And it's actually kind of the opposite. People who are compulsively using porn have a harder time dealing with depression, anxiety, and the loneliness. But check this out. I touched on this last week in last week's episode on our podcast, but porn, it fuels sex trafficking. Think about that. When you watch porn, and you click on an ad or whatever it is, these, these major porn companies online, they're making money off of you viewing. You don't even have to buy anything. There's so much free porn online, you don't have to buy anything. But these companies are making millions upon millions of dollars from guys like you watching porn. And that creates a demand, right? So now we have a demand for porn. Well, we have some women... And men, not saying that it's just women that are being trafficked, but men are trafficked too. Some men and women who are being trafficked are forced into pornography simply to, to make porn, to sell it. To sell it to companies because people will buy it. So by continuing to watch porn, you are helping create the demand in which men and women are trafficked and abused and put through this. But it ha it, there's another tie to sex trafficking with pornography. Sometimes men and women, and, and, it's, and guys, it's, it's predominantly women that are being trafficked, right? Um, but sometimes women who are being trafficked are forced into pornography as a means of blackmail is a means to manipulate them into doing other things because they don't want uh, they don't want these videos of themselves in these sexual acts to get out into public 
This is not okay. And every time you're viewing it, you are saying it's okay. Now, granted, some of you listening to this podcast episode are struggling. Maybe you've thought about quitting watching porn, right? But for some reason, whatever it is, you can't. Well, just like any other addiction, the first thing that you have to do is you have to acknowledge that it's a problem. I'm not saying that you have to stand on top of a mountain and shout that you have a problem with porn. But you have to acknowledge it. You have to admit it to yourself first, right? But the second thing is go talk to somebody. There are professional people out there that want to help you. You have to understand why you're wanting to get rid of it. You have to change your environment, right? Now, I I, I don't know the names of all the... um, you know, softwares that you can install on your computer. Um, they, they, there's also a, a simple Google search will help you find one. Uh, I think Covenant Eyes is one um, I, I just saw through Google. You can install it on your computer and will help block pornographic content on your computers. You might want to look at that anyway, um, just to help protect your children, right? Because you never know what they might stumble across online. Um, but get some professional help. Talk to your pastor. If you're not in church, get in church, right? I'd love to say that to you, and I'd love for you to be in church and talk to your pastor. Sometimes, out of fear of embarrassment, we don't want to talk to the people that we're close to about an addiction. And it's just—it's not just porn. It could be alcohol. It could be anything. It could be drugs. But there are people out there, third-party people, that will help you through this. So find them. They are out there in your communities. I promise if you get on Google they will they will help you. There are support groups for it. Just like there's AA, um, there are support groups for people struggling with a porn addiction. Um, and I'll, I'll put a plug in for his book. James Clear wrote a book called Atomic Habits. And it talks about how to reshape your habits. And it talks about how habits are formed and how to change them. Read that book. I promise you, read that book. It will help you with any bad habit that you have in your life. But first and foremost, get some help. So now that we've, we've talked about, you know, some key statistics, we've talked about some of the negative side effects. We've talked about a few things that you can do if you are struggling with a porn addiction and where to go, where to turn for help. Um, let's, let's take a look and think about the biblical ramifications of pornography. Um, now, while we, we already established that porn was discovered in Pompeii around 79 AD, uh, the Bible doesn't mention pornography specifically. However, uh, the Bible does mention sexual sin quite a bit. And so let's, let's look at Matthew 5:28, right? Uh, just the beginning it says everyone who looks at a woman with lustful eyes has already committed adultery in his or her heart, right? So anytime you're watching porn and you're, you're lusting over that man or that woman or what, you know, and you're committing adultery. So if you're married, you are committing adultery. Remember, it doesn't mean that you have to physically cheat on somebody, but if you're there with the doors locked and you're thinking about somebody else, you're committing adultery in your heart. 
And in 1 Corinthians, Paul reminds us to flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but the sexually immoral person sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? So check this out, right? Our bodies are a temple. Sexual sin happens with inside of us. We need to treat our body like a temple. So not only are we committing adultery, but are we being good stewards of this temple, of this body that was bought and paid for? But just like anybody else fighting any addiction, um, I remember when I quit drinking, I was tempted um, with alcohol just by going in the grocery store, going down the wrong aisle, finding you know the beer aisle and stuff like that. I, I had to stay away from it. I, I just had to stay away from it for a while. And I, there's a passage in 1 Corinthians, again, a little bit further on in 10th chapter, that really is encouraging. And um, it, it goes on and it says, No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. Look, it's not saying that temptation isn't going to happen. Just with, the, just with anything. It doesn't have to be with porn. It doesn't have to be with alcohol. It doesn't have to be with drugs. But tempta- there's going to be temptation in the world that we are going to face, right? But... He is not going to tempt us or allow us to be tempted beyond our ability to resist. Because if you have the Holy Spirit living with inside of you, all things are possible, right? Um, He's also going to provide the way for escape. So he's going to provide that lamb. Um, So guys, I got to say, if you are having a trouble with porn, stop. Stop today. Nothing good comes of it. It's hurting your marriage. It's hurting your testimony. It's hurting your mind. It's hurting your body. And just because nobody may know or nobody may see it doesn't mean that it's right. We're supposed to be iron sharpening iron and we're supposed to be building men of integrity. Do the right thing. Be a man of integrity. If Jesus was sitting in the room with you, would you do it? I hate to burst your bubble, but he knows. Your neighbor or the person sitting next to you in church may not know, but he knows. He still loves you and he wants to help you. And hopefully this episode, this podcast, this message will encourage you to find the help that you need. And if I can be of any help to you, reach out to me. Reach out to me directly. I'd be more than glad to help you or at least point you in the right direction. But, folks, this is all I got. This is a serious issue. We need to do better. We need to think about the consequences of our actions. We need to think about the example that we are setting for our children. You know, mainstream media wants to just normalize sexual deviancy and dysfunction and that's not okay so we have to protect our children 
And it's going to be, it's up to us to teach them what a healthy sexual relationship should be like. That's up to us. So men and any of you ladies, what listening, we need to do better. So let's rise up. Let's be iron sharpening iron. Let's do the right thing. Let's seek help where we need help. And let's continue, continue to lead with love and let the Holy Spirit direct our lives. And just remember, I love you. Jesus loves you. Y'all stay sharp. We'll see you next time. Well, that's another show for the books, folks. I hope you're inspired to become the man you're meant to be. To make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe to our podcast and follow us on social media for motivation, valuable insight, and engaging discussions. If you found value in today's episode, share it with a friend. Remember, iron sharpens iron, and together we can continue to grow and build a generation of strong, faithful men. Thank you for your support, and until next time, stay sharp.